Good Because Danish Audio Library. This is an interview from our series Backstage Talks, where we discuss different jobs within the music industry with Danish professionals from the field. This time we had a chat with Carsten Holm, a radio music journalist working for Danish national radio station. We talked about how he prepares his shows, the role of radio, his memories, as well as about what he listens to these days. The interview was made over Skype, so the sound is not perfect, but we hope that you'll find the conversation worth listening to. It was a very cozy talk with a person who shares our passion for discovering music. First things first, a little bit a uh, controversial question maybe, but what is your approach towards music blogs? How do you feel about them? I feel very good about music blogs. I like music blogs, even though it's not something that I visit every day. I, I visit some, some music blogs, obviously Pitchfork, Stereogum, a lot of the big ones, but also sometimes good because Danish. Um, I also have my own music blog or a, a music blog I share with 15 other people that is just focusing on music from Aarhus, where I live. It's called Aarhus Echo and it's a music blog or a website. We publish stories about the music from the past and also from from the present and from the future, <laughs> more or less. Uh, and also some stories about one of some of the persons that are not involved in music on stage, like, you know, like your backstage series. Mm-hmm. Producers, uh, people in studios and people in organizations and stuff like that. So I've, I like music blocks and I, I use them. I also work with them. Do you find them somehow taking the professionality out of the, the job, kind of? Or do you treat them as something completely separate? For me, it's something completely se- separate. It's just the people sharing their taste in music more or less that's that's how I, I look at it the same way that that people in my radio shows they comment on the music that i play for example mm-hmm. that's also a way of of exchanging the taste in music what what do we like what are we not so so fond about and and stuff like that so so i think it's just a music blocks gives a huge variety of what what kind of music there is uh, because all the Big magazines, um, the big media, and also radio, and especially in Denmark right now, television, they don't focus that much on music or music that is electronical music or death metal, you know, all these genres and niches. And there you can find a lot of stuff on, on uh, a huge variety of, of music blocks, which is, which is good. How would you define now your role and your job these days? I do quite a lot of things. First of all, I have a radio show on Mondays at P6 Beat, which is Denmark's radio, the national public radio in Denmark, their alternative music uh, radio station, where I play a lot of Danish music, but also a lot of uh, international indie and, you know, all kinds of alternative stuff. And then I have a radio show at another public radio station channel, the same public radio, but it's called P4. It's just about Danish music, and it's it's a very, very broad, uh, wide perspective. P4 is is for the little bit more mature people, so it's not the youngest people that are listening to P4. So um, I'm not going into the what what is very popular among the the kids and the the youth right now in in a big big hit sense. Uh, however, it's the biggest radio station we have in Denmark, so. There's quite a lot of listeners around. Then I 
I'm a moderator or presenter at, at a lot of different festivals, not this year because of the, the COVID. Then there's a metal festival that I also represent. I do a lot of talks with musicians, live talks in front of a live audience. And uh, this upcoming Monday, I will have a listening party with the, the band called Barcelona. They will release an album uh, next week. And on Monday, we will have a pre-listening party with, I think, perhaps 300 fans in a venue in Copenhagen, where they get to talk about the album, about the songs, about the anecdotes, the instruments, and then we will listen to the whole album. Can you tell me how did your adventure with uh, music journalism and uh, radio journalism started? I was attending a business school 30 years ago, I think it might have been already. And somehow I came into this heavy metal scene and uh, a guy at the business schools, he said, well, I have a radio show in a city very close to and bring your albums and then we'll talk about the music. And then I found out that being a radio was actually quite fun. So I started my own radio show with another friend of mine and then suddenly I was talking to a public radio. He asked me if I could come and do a public radio show, also heavy metal. And I did that. And after the show, he asked me if I could do another one because he had to do something else. And then eventually I took over that radio show and I started to figure out how to get more radio shows and more different kinds of jobs at the radio station. So that was in like, I think 94. And I've been there ever since, actually. And how would you describe the, the role of the way that radio is reaching to the listeners these days in the era of streaming services and podcasts and all these new ways of uh, presenting material? Eight, ten years ago, I was perhaps a little bit afraid or had some worries about the radio stations. They could struggle with this new streaming services that was was really popular and still are. But um, I find that the radio stations in Denmark, at least, they are still very, very popular. And there's some very, very small, I don't know if, I, I'm not sure, I haven't seen the numbers lately, but there's a very, very small decline in listeners, which is um, a little bit surprising, I think. Because I also listen to a lot of stream, but I also listen to a lot of radio. And I think the way that the radio hosts that are presenting music at Danish Radio, the way that they're doing this is what the listeners actually would like. They get some stories about the, the bands. They get some emotions told by the radio host. They just don't get music. They also mm -hmm. get some some more facts and, um, and some more feelings uh, surrounding the music, which is something that they cannot get at Spotify or or some of the other streaming services. I was wondering always, is it something about that maybe in general, like Scandinavian approach to, to radio, that it is more... Because from what you also say, it seems like it still has quite a big influence on people. It has a, a huge influence on, on people still. And I don't know if it's a Scandinavian thing, but, but in Denmark, at least, we uh, value public service very, very high, which is like presenting something to the people that they actually didn't know that they would like or that they wanted to hear about. And that's that's the way I present music in, in radio. I think that's 
that's the key thing why people tend to come back to radio more and more. It's just that we have something else to offer. Can you tell me a little bit about how do you prepare your programs? We often hear about radio rotation. How do they work? Uh, well, if we take the rotations first of all, I think that the rotations are actually a very good tool for the radio hosts like me, because uh, sometimes, not right now, but a couple of years ago, I was doing a lot of radio shows and I had very little time to prepare the radio shows. So that was very, very nice to just come into a radio studio and to see this playlist on the computer and say, well, that's a great song, that's a great song, that's a great song, that's not so good, but instead I can play another song because that that goes with that song number two or something like that. So I actually had some uh, a, a tool that I could use in my final preparation for this radio show. I didn't have to think that I should be finding music for three hours of radio every day. The way that I produce my radio shows now is um, I'm actually just sitting uh, here at home listening to a lot of songs. I get a lot of songs like you do, uh, a lot of tips. Um, and I also go to the, the streaming services and just check out music. And then I during the week, I will uh, contact record labels or managers or musicians directly and ask if they could join me in my radio show uh, on Sunday or Monday or blah, blah, blah. And I will set up some, some uh, interview schedules for them, which time they should be at the radio. And I will send them some questions so they know what my agenda with this interview is. The time frame for the interviews are very limited. It's like four minutes each each, uh, each uh, interview uh, item, and then I have three of those with music in between. I have I have all this experience, so I don't put things up in a schedule. I have it more or less in, in the head. And when I come to the radio station a couple of hours before my radio show every time, I will put music into the schedule there, and then I'll have a playlist. When I come to the radio station, I will open up my computer, and there will, I will see a playlist. But I have, I have the freedom so to speak, to just delete everything and just put my things mm. in. But still, I often use a couple of songs from this playlist, perhaps to play at, at the radio show if I think it fits, or to be inspired to play something else. So I still use the playlist, even though I'm not playing any songs from the playlist. What was the last release that you love? That must be um, the band called Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E. It's in Danish, uh, and they released an album this summer, which is really, really good. It's like they have this semi-punk, semi-rock attitude, but then they write songs. Some of their songs are so much pop songs, but they have very, very good energy, a good, good instrumentation, a good voice, good lyrics. So that's, uh, that's I think, could be the album of, of the year, uh, I think, in, in my book. But then there's also this uh, Aarhus band called Trader that I made an interview with the other day. They have also, they are releasing an album this Friday, which is also very, very good. It's like Pavement, uh, Sandy, Alex G, Nirvana slowed very much down. It's very, very heavy, very, uh, very slack uh, music, but it's great. And I'm actually going to my first concert in like, I don't know how many months this Thursday with Trader. I'm looking forward to it. 
you mentioned a couple of times that you have basically the freedom to to choose the music you, you present. But uh, there's also a lot of discussion in, in the Danish music industry recently about gender, about success. How do you tackle the more like difficult topics like that? Do you focus on just presenting music or do you try to involve somehow the, the topics? Often I think that I can have a pretty strong view on things, but I don't present my views as a professional in the radio. Not that much. So mostly it's just being presenting the music. I, I have done some things uh, every now and then where I've just been playing female songs or songs by female on the radio and not saying that, whoa, today it's all female radio show, blah, blah. It's just, it's just all female because then people, they can, you know, put two and two together. Because in my world, there's no, yes, there's female and male, but you know, there's no difference. You know, it's, it's all equal. I try to, I know I'm, I'm also a man, obviously, and I also have some man views and blah, 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 but I'm also very aware of being very humble about presenting music and having this position. So I try to have a balance between male and female artists in my, in my radio show as uh, guests and as uh, the, the music that I present. And every once in a while I could, I also put my own opinions up front or well, not upfront, but talking about some some music that might be political or talking into this uh, gender equal rights. I did it the other day with with a singer called Natasha. She died 13 years ago, but there's a new track with her and a new uh, Danish rapper called Tessa T E S S A, and then Karen Mukuba. That song is about. You know, the females should be strong on the music scene, just be a strong person, very cut very short. And I, I had a small interview with one of the persons on this track called Khan Mukuba, and we talked about even though this song is made like 15 years ago, then it's still perhaps even more today, very, very uh, present. It, you know, it's just, and the way I like put my own opinion into this is asking if she doesn't think that it's kind of frustrating to witness that a song being that old is still something that we have to talk about in a way because that's my opinion I could imagine that Karen she feels the same way but but that's um, that was a way to put my opinion into a question so I do it every once in a while but I'm also aware that when I speak to like 800,000 people at a public radio, and it's a radio music radio show, then it should be just about music. I'm not into my. I'm not doing this to my political views or stuff like that. But I would like to have some good karma about music and good karma about people, and that's important to me. So, so everybody is welcome in in the radio show. Everybody. Can you tell me about your most special work memory from over the years? Do you have something that just Whoa. stuck with you? The thing I'm thinking of right now it's has got nothing to do with Danish music. Last year, I think, last summer, I was talking about this British band called Underworld because I, I really like some of their music, like really like 
some of their music. Not all of their music, but some of the songs are absolutely amazing. And I have no friends that actually like the music. They they don't understand it the way that you know they're having the same feeling about it. So I was talking about that in the radios, and I said, "Sorry guys, now I just have to play this song from this band called Underworld." I talked about why I like them and my experiences with Underworld live at a at a festival in Aarhus a couple of years ago, which was amazing. And then I played this song. A week after, I got a message from a guy called Nils, I think it was, from the island called Bornholm. And he said, I think I'm the same age as you. I'm 47 and I just heard that you played this band Underworld, which I've never heard of before. And I cannot understand why I've never heard about that before, because then he started to to Google it and uh, could see that, whoa, whoa, that's actually a very, very big band and they have been playing in Denmark several times and it's like, whoa. And then he started to listening to the music and all that week he just spent, I don't know how many hours a day listening to underworld music because he was, he was not typical into electronical music, he was just a music fan. But he, he thought that if a guy like me talked so caring about some music, then there must be some quality in this, in this music. So he, he wrote to me that he's been listening to I don't know how many concert recordings from Glastonbury Festival and Festival in Czech Republic and everywhere and just listening to all the records that they've um, made and also listed 10 of his favorite songs and I think 8 out of his 10 favorite songs was also my favorites. So talking about being a professional and doing your job, I think it's a very nice thing that I'm able to influence people in that way. Not because it's it's my it's my agenda to to do so. I'm just listening or playing the music that that I like more or less. And if somebody would like to listen to the music with me, then it's just you know it's just nice. Do you also have some memories of maybe troubles or some kind of screw ups that were a good lesson for you over the years? Yes, I yeah yeah I think so. I've I've been doing a lot of radio interviews that didn't really work out the, <laughs> the right way. I remember talking to Jonas Pierre from the band called New, and uh, they just released the first single and the first album, and I was about to present a radio concert with them. And during the interview, uh, Jonas, he, he said something about the voice, and then I said, oh yeah, who's who's the, the girl singing on, on that single? Well, and he said, oh, it's, it's, it's me. And then I was like, farmer. I was also interviewing a guy called Scott Ian, or Ian, of the band Anthrax once. And they had just released a new album, and I was, and I was a couple of years into my radio career, and was used to talk about music the way I wanted to talk about music, the way I liked the music, or why I didn't like the music. And their latest album, Anthrax's latest album, was not that, that good. So I said to Scott Ian when I said hello to him, uh, we've met a couple of times before, and I said, hey, great to see you again. And, oh, good to see you again. Blah, blah, blah. So did, did you get the album? And I said, yes, I, I got the album. Okay, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I think your previous album was um, a lot better. I didn't like the blah, blah, blah. And the strongest song on that one is like track number four, and that's more about it, I think. 
And then the rest of the interview was just like him saying yes or no. And then there's obviously been a lot of technical fuck-ups. Being in a studio, <clears throat> I don't have any technician. I'm my, my own. I understand. And uh, just the, the last question, what do you feel is the most exciting part of your job? Well, that's, um, that's um, a good question. I think it's knowing that when you have been doing a radio show for a couple of hours at Sunday or Monday night, and you leave the studio and you think there might be a small bomber there and here and there, but that was a good radio show. That was a very good radio show. The technique was good. The song, songs were good. Had some good talks with some listeners during the radio show. Talked about music, creating this uh, community surrounding music, playing some songs that people they didn't expect it, opening some people's eyes or ears to, to new music and just be uh, be able to, to do that is, is a very, very huge gift. I like to feel the other people's uh, engagement in, in music because it's, uh, I have it the same way. It's not meeting, you know, obviously I meet a lot of very, very exciting people being artists or radio listeners or organizers or you know everybody because music is obviously a very creative space with a lot of creative very fun and intellectual persons but it's i think it's being a part of this community in a way just being being a voice and being a voice for for the music don't forget to visit our website goodbecausedanish.com where we share the best danish music with you